my dad used to do a bit of DJing back in the day, um, and so he's he's got loads of those records, uh, stylistics and all sorts of stuff. And, oh, and especially was he scratch? I bet he was scratch. He did it all no, oh, scratch oh, uh, oh, DJing, which is <laughs> nothing, nothing quite like that. No, he was very, uh, yeah, no. Um, Hello and welcome along to the penultimate episode in the current series of List Envy. This is the podcast in which I, Mark Stedman, uh, work with a guest to build a top five list on a topic they choose. This week's guest is Elliot Farrow, who is one half of the Scratched Record podcast. We had a load of fun talking about music and uh, albums of 2020. That is the top five list that we are building in this episode which I did say is the penultimate one. I will talk more about that in the ultimate one in the last episode, uh, and we'll have a little chat. We'll catch up uh, a little bit later. But uh, for now, let us crack straight on. We got to talking really early doors about vinyl, and I'd not long uh, hence uh, received my first proper record player and i was really i was really quite pleased about it and so um we started talking about how they actually work and how they're not quite as simple as you might think because they don't just come fully working out of the box i wish it was as simple as like you can get them ones that are in in a box and it's just stick your record on and play but the problem with it is is that they're awful <laughs> they're, they're not they're, the quality of sound you get out of them you just might as well listen to it through like a tape deck in your nan's car like like it just the quality of it's horrendous but then you've got so it means you've got to buy like turntable preamps amps the works everything to get it all completely set up is crazy yeah. i mean i i i'm i haven't I don't know. I'm not sure which bit of my setup has got the preamp in it. I'm not sure because basically I've got an Audio Technica um, uh, auto, sorry, manual uh, turntable, and then uh, the the sort of recommended paired speakers, which is just like a normal pair, you know, paired speaker setup. So. Yeah, um, and it's you know, for for my purposes for the living room, it sounds lovely. Um, but for the first few days, I was going, why? Like I can hear. With 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 everything turned off, I can hear the needle like grinding on the record, Ooh. and then I finally looked and I was like, "Because you you know you've got the little arm, the little lever to to you know to lever the the needle down, and it's like, oh, like the, the needle is face planting into the record and basically burying its face into the record and just like really digging in, and so it's then I realised no, like I've fundamentally mis- misunderstood how counterweights, the whole counterweight and anti skate thing works, and I finally got it set up, and it's just like ah. Oh, that's lovely now. Look, my my co-host is one that, like he's really into records. Like I I I collect them, but mm-hmm. I've got some of the most scuff record players in the world. Like my record players are dreadful. So I'm like it. I'm I'm waiting to invest in a really good setup. But we like I like collecting them. We've had some really cool ones through recently that have been like sent to us from bands and stuff like that. And they the I I love the artwork that comes with the vinyl. Like. That to me is like majority of it. Like the songs and stuff, they sound so much better on vinyl, but you can access the tracks anywhere. The artwork that comes in a vinyl is so unique and so in depth that, like, create on a creative level, like it allows you to go into so many different lanes of art. And oh, that's my I love vinyls for that aspect completely. I think there's it's it's satisfying two aspects. Uh, It's recently I've realised how. I really enjoy the real nerdy aspect of a collection. 
mm. um, and and getting in like really cataloging and categorizing and all that stuff. And and uh, yeah, it's it's going to satisfy that aspect. But also, I love for me, it's it's less about the artwork, although I appreciate it. For me, it's the ceremony of you know taking the songs out and then putting the needle on and and then the lovely thing of like when you're done putting like this this idea of putting the music to bed it's like yeah. you close everything up and you you put the thing back in you know the the tone arm back in its little cradle and you you put the the lid down it's just like i've put the songs to bed for now <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah all of that it's just lovely and cozy and i just yeah i love it it's just a brilliant little process isn't it like it's a full it feels like um it kind of feels like you've got to work for the music to some extent yeah. It, you've got an, and when you start putting it on and sitting it down on the on the deck and it's just and it slowly starts moving you're like this is amazing lovely and rewarding yeah i need to get um i need to get a three speed because I've, I've got a two speed at the minute but i need a three speed because my nan gave me all of her records and you know like the really heavy ones that are almost yeah. made out of stone i've got a collection of like, <laughs> ones from like the 40s yeah and oh, they wow. are that are like were her mums so they're like, yeah. they're like fourth generation and they're just sat on top of my wardrobe because I don't have a three speed and I want to play them because it's like, it's like old blues. It's, you know, there's some classical, there's some classical in there. There's some old school jazz in there and stuff. And I, I just, I want to be able to get them out, stick them on a tape. I don't know what quality they're in really. Like, mm-hmm. but they're the, they're the ones that are so hard that like, unless you bend them when carrying them around, like they're, they're going to stick. They don't scratch like the newer 70, like the newer ones. None of your, none of your coloured vinyl nonsense. No, none of that. No, I do have some coloured, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I do now. have some coloured vinyls, but I don't. The um, the Lathams did one recently that, that I've got hold of, their their newest EP, uh, which has all of their, uh, their new Scars type stuff that they brought out. And it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's brilliant. Okay. It's such a... That new the new scar tracks that the Lathams are bringing out has been like they just have been dabbling with it, and it seems to have blown them completely. Like they were growing in at a rapid pace, but now they released this random like scar track, and everyone was like, "Sorry, uh, where, 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 where did that, where did that come from?" Oh man! All right, I'm very excited now because I don't, I know nothing about these, and um, that is one of my uh, one of my favorite genres, and I also think it just sounds. I think brass anyway just sounds so great in vinyl yeah um oh i want to hear that that's exciting um i'll have to check that out um we should talk about we should talk about music i've got a confession to make go on i had to re i had to do the research on this because i really didn't have any picks um because i i think i kind of buried my head in no i did from from about the end of 2019 i stopped listening to new music um and i've only sort of recently got back in and after doing the research for, for for this, I'm like, oh great, I've got some new stuff that I'm really enjoying. So I'm I'm very happy to know that new stuff is still being made that I enjoy. Ah, <laughs> uh, so because- it's literally the reason that we do what we do. Like I, when we started, when we started our, I like calling it our like musical journey. Mm. Like we we we're going on this journey of finding new bands. It's almost Indiana Jones. Like I feel like we're looking for this hidden gem. Like I, I love it, and we started it in. June time, it was like from March, but then we started releasing podcasts and interviews and stuff in June and getting really into the scene. And um, I hadn't listened to an album really since then because everyone that we were listening to were like, had like maybe three singles or like the odd EP and stuff. So I was going through 
And I had to figure out what was released in 2019, what was released in 2020, and what was released like early this year. Yeah, it was so hard to figure it all out. And I was like, "What was I listening to last year?" Because <laughs> I'm I'm so um, I'm obsessive. So like, mm-hmm. once I get uh, once I get into an album, I'll just play that album on repeat. Like sure. like yeah. and, and, and but then once I've I've played it out, I might not touch it for six months, and then I'll get back into it. So it's a really it was really difficult to pick and there was there were even though there wasn't many albums released last year there was still so many to pick from that I was like I really should set that one that one is good mm-hmm. but but did I listen to it that much I can't really remember <laughs> yeah there was um there was one that I, I got recommended I think towards the end of last year and um I enjoyed it but I I, I couldn't have said that it was going to make my you know, make make my top five, uh, and it was the only one that I could definitively point to and say that yeah, that came out, and I listened to it. Then there's there's been singles, there's been lots of little bits and bobs, but um, yeah, I haven't I haven't sort of really committed to an album. So I've done I've done my research based on a few a few corroborated lists, and then come and actually listened to them and gone, all right, this is this is what I think. So I reckon I I, I wonder like are our lists going to be quite different because you're going to be a bit more ensconced in, you know, uh, possibly slightly more more obscure stuff. So it'd be um, be interesting to to see where we go. On that note then, uh, do you want to give me what is your absolute number one top item, top album that has to be on the list? Right. So my, my one that I've really been listening to when it came out, and as soon as it came out, I didn't listen to it for a couple of weeks, but then I was like, right, let me sit down, listen to it front to back back to front, mix it all up, listen to it over and over again and see whether I like it. And I got obsessed. Like mm-hmm. this album was probably one of my one of my favourite albums, probably towards of all time that I, I wouldn't put it, like it's it's that good. And it is Youngblood's most recent album, okay, yep. Weirdo. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't have many reference points. Um, what, what grabbed you about it? Uh, the uniqueness of it, because every track on it is so different, but yet has this young blood feel. Mm-hmm. He's very much a, he's very much an artist that, that can apply himself to any former genre, but at the same time only makes music that he wants to make. He has this massive thing about being solely himself no matter what the case is. So he's known for wearing dresses and makeup and stuff like that. But at the same time, we'll still chuck on a set of creepers and like like suit trousers and a big oversized T-shirt with a massive chain. Like he just loves being whoever he wants to be the time that he wants to be. Yep. And that that personality alongside his music of making like this really aggressive, loud, but yet thoughtful and emotional music alongside that personality really does run well to make this it makes like a community of people that are so like i i want to use the word liberal because like but not in a political sense like they're so like so liberal and so like you do you and as long as you're like not coming through and inflicting pain on me like yes you lot crack on like i'm i'm not bothered like you you can be exactly who you want to be because i'm not fussed 
I'm going to be who I want to be, so why would I expect you to be any different? And I think that message overall from Youngblood and that album, I just think it's that, it's being that black sheep that, but, but being happy to be that black sheep. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's cool. It sits really well with me because I feel like that's very similar to who, who I am. Yeah, I... Um... You, you've 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 intrigued me, um, and and yeah, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into that. Uh, weirdo was it? Was the yeah yeah um, uh, yeah? I'm, I'm gonna double check. It was weirdo, not weird, because I now now that I've said it so many times, you know, when you're like, uh, uh, oh, I think uh, no, yeah, it says weird. Uh, oh, it's just weird. Good, yeah, Doctor Internet says it's weird. Yeah, it um, is just weird, not weirdo. We'll weird. Yeah, that's fine. Um, awesome. I I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have a lot of homework, um, which is good. Yeah, no, give that one a listen because it's um, fairly, like, it's pop-punk based, but it has some influence from, it has a lot of influence from, there is some Scar influence in there, there is some bits and bobs that, like, mix up this pop-punk into make it much more modern than, like, your all-time low or your Blink-182s and that stuff, so it's got got a nice mix. Fantastic. Right, okay, well, um, I'm going to... I haven't got these in in that great an order, but I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Run the Jewels. Okay, RTJ four. Uh, I, I I'd, I'd heard of Run the Jewels before, but I I didn't know they still made hip hop like this. Yeah, Run the Jewels are uh, Run the Jewels are amazing. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Uh, what a din- what a disingenuous way to piss away existence is a line from Walking in the Snow, and that's just like oh yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, there's some, I mean, I'm too old to describe music. I can't, I'm not allowed to talk about music anymore um, because all of the language that I have has now, it's now gone. Oh, but no, there use some, it, use it. You've got to, <laughs> there are some. There are some fat beats. Um, <laughs> there are some cyclic. With a no, pH. But, yeah, yeah oh, no, definitely with a pH. Um, like really sort of dirty, like sort of grinding, like big bass um and and just like you know really kind of old school kind of vibe and they're, and they're tipping the hat to that as well mm. uh you know knowingly and, and, and you know references and stuff uh and there's references to 80s pop culture which is you know okay right up my alley um but yeah and and you know it, of course it, it has uh i think walking in the snow is specifically like has a thing that references the events of last year and the black lives matter movement mm. and i can't breathe uh, and it does that with um with the kind of frustrated aggression that i think mm. you you know you need um i disliked just which is the one that's got pharrell williams because it there's a tr- there was a trend in music um and especially in sort of hip-hop of a particular style an aesthetic style that i really can't abide um but apart from that one track i'm just like yeah this is this is one that i'd quite happily throw on the vinyl because i think it would sound really good mm. um with with that kind of sound so yeah yeah old was... school old school hip-hop and that style of music like i i grew up listening to that style of music that's when i played but i was a massive i played basketball for majority of my life and being surrounded by that that street culture always come along time ta- come alongside with sneakers, hip hop, and like just being who you want to express yourself in that in that lane. Yeah. So it was. I always was listening to. I was always listening to um, Wu Tang. I was always listening to ODB, um, old school Buster Rhymes, like Big L, Big Daddy Kane, like that. So Run the Jewels is something that I've listened to 
for years, but also like this newest album, I didn't because I've been so ingrained in this indie music stuff. Like I've not had the chance to sit down. I do have a hip hop album in my top five though. Oh, cool! So which is it's more it's grime, it's it's mm-hmm. UK version, but it is it is there. But yeah, run the jewels. That's a that's a good pick. That is a very good pick. Ooh, excellent! Yes. Um, okay, what's number two? Right. So my number two is another. It's one that I actually it came out in 2020, but I listened to it this year mm-hmm. and got really into it this year. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say it's another pop punk album because mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by it at the minute. And as I was saying, obsessiveness. I, I'm in that at the moment. Sure. Um, and it's a band called Girlfriends okay. in America. And there it's a self-titled album. And um, it's with a bloke called Travis Mills. And he's a radio DJ. He's always been a vocalist. He's always done bits and bobs and stuff. But this is his newest band. And there's so many brilliant tracks on this album. And they all wrap up into a really nice rounded piece of a rounded project. It just, you know, how much more they're going to do as a band, I don't know, um, because it's he's so ingrained. He's on Beats One and, like, he's got a massive platform in that and he's he's a podcaster and does all that stuff. And he's now released this track with one, this this album with one of his mates and it's, yeah, it's something that's on a completely different level. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to probably say this with all of them, but I'm, I'm not aware uh, of of uh, of girlfriends' work. Um, I don't know if you um, if you know we early on in our run, uh, my friend Brendan and I, who's who's an American, we did um, our top five um, pop punk albums. Oh, wow. sorry, top punk, um, five pop punk artists from the, uh, like early 2000s, which oh, is, you brilliant. know, the sort of the, you know, the era. Yeah. Um, and we, we ended up with, with quite a nice list. Uh, we got quite a, a good combination, actually. So, uh, yeah, it might be worth, uh, spooling back because you might find some stuff there that you'll, yeah. uh, you'll well, enjoy. It, it's, it's making this resurgence at the minute. Like Avril Ravine's coming back. She's, <laughs> she's rearing her head again. You know, she's poking her head out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. which is amazing. She's got something to say. Oh, absolutely. And this girlfriends are now like taking it by storm a bit. We're massive supporters of a band in the States called We Demand Parachutes. Okay. And they've got a track called Ketamine. And it's, you know, it's got that old school grainy pop punk vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, it, yeah, it's, if you haven't, if you haven't got a chance to listen to them, we demand parachutes. They're like t- they're like a tiny little band. I want to say they're based out of Massachusetts, and they're brilliant. They're really really good. And that track Ketamine's sick. But I, the, this resurgence of pop punk is I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I heard someone describe on a podcast a couple of days ago a um, a two thousands revival, and I just thought, oh god, no, I'm too old. <laughs> oh. I I I I was okay with the '90s revival. I, I'm not ready for the 2000s revival. I feel Isn't like it? I'm still living it. Yeah, the 2000s. It is happening. It's yeah, weird. It is like you've got bands coming out that are similar to early Arctic Monkeys, and they're releasing mm-hmm. that type of tracks and late Oasis stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, the pop punks coming back. Yeah, Grimes making its motion back towards like actual grime instead mm. of this drill stuff. <laughs> um, you know, it's it, it, uh, and the. The fashion we can leave there. I'm happy with leaving 
the fashion of the 2000s in the 2000s. <laughs> like, I, no one needs that in their life. I don't, I don't need to be pulling out the spray on skinny jeans with frosted tips. Like it's, they're not for me. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so we, we can, yeah, we, we can, we can pick and choose what we want to, uh, what we want to bring forward. 100%. Um, okay. I'm going to go for my number two, I think with. Women in Music Part 3 by Haim. Haim, yes. Um, yeah, this is like, it starts off with some sort of singer-songwriter stuff. Uh, well, it's all kind of singer-songwriter, but it, the, the beginning, it's a bit more sort of uh, crun- crunchy beats. Um, Another Try is a really, just a really cute song. Like, I listened to that, I was like, that's cute. That's just, mm. it's a lovely kind of reggae-inspired. There's, a there's you know, a bit of that uh, a bit of that vibe to it that, that I just thought, yeah, I really enjoyed. I, I knew of Haim and knew, like, I was aware of them, but this this was an album that I was just like, yeah, there's some there's some really nice, um, yeah, and and, and a, a great selection of of different different styles. Like you, it's it's there's a few artists here that that I've got in my list who I really enjoyed, but you're like, yeah, every track you can look at that and go, yeah, that's one of theirs. Whereas Haim, I think there's a bit more. I like to be taken by surprise sometimes, and um, there's a, there's a bit more of that here. Yeah, there's a bit. Of, it's a, there's an ambiguity to what Haim music is you know there's this soulful singer songwriter emotional tracks that they release but they also can throw themselves onto a messier sounding rougher edges beat as well and a rougher edges track yep okay what is what is number uh, number three for you number three for me number three for me i'm gonna go with something a little bit different and i'm gonna take it away from the um the realm of indie music for my third album. And I'm going to pick JME's Grime MC. Okay. That he released last year, um, early last year. And one of the reasons that I, I'm I'm picking this, this one specifically, I'm a massive Grime fan. I've always loved JME. I think he's, him and Skepta, him and his brother Skepta have polarised the scene when it comes to Grime. Like they, they were, they were there at the start. They're still really, really prominent now. But the way that JME released this album is what fascinated me the most about it because he only sold it in physicals for the first, for the first like quarter of the album and then mm. was releasing them as singles as he was releasing music videos. Okay. So he released it as CDs. I think CDs and vinyls was the only way that you could buy this album to take it back to how it was when he was first starting out on Grime. Mm. so like having to shift these cds and he wanted mm-hmm. to take it back to it being a take it back to it being more of like a personable had to go you had to go to a shop you had to go and buy the cd if you wanted to listen to the album and he made sure no one leaked it anywhere so you couldn't as soon as it was like copied up onto you could put it on your computer yeah and listening to it if you own the cd but as soon as anyone leaked it it was taken down like you couldn't hear any of the album unless you had the CD until later on in the year. So that, but the tracks on that, like it's, it's, you, you, it is how grime should sound. Like it sounds like his older stuff when it comes to uh, like the track, like his album Blam that he released in, I want to say 2013, but could be wrong. But when he released that, it's that style of grime that is just, I, better superior i think could be <laughs> how i'd describe it when it comes to grime and like uk hip-hop like 
it's that clean lyrics, mm-hmm. clean beat, spoken, understandable, but at the same time, like, still runs with street slang, still tells the same stories, but tells stories about himself. Yep. And almost can make a joke out of it and be like, like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to chat about, I'm not going to rap about carrying a gun or smoking and doing mm-hmm. drugs and stuff because I'm a vegan and I don't carry guns. So <laughs> I'd be lying. Yeah. <laughs> So like I think I think that 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 album and the release of it specifically is what fascinated me so much about it. Yeah. I I like the idea that that we I mean it's funny like there is a real I think um a a, a move towards a real concept of ownership again. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you're aware, like in the in the tech sort of Bitcoin scene, there's this whole NFT, NFT thing. Yeah. Um and I think people are really getting interested again in in the idea of of being able to actually own a thing um and to say this is you know this is there are many like it but this is mine um and like i resisted spotify and the like for a while not like i i enjoyed them but uh and i was i was glad they existed but i always felt like no i have to have my copy of of the music and i think that's be, that gets borne out because sometimes music disappears from uh, you know from places yeah uh, sure. and I, I i know i've still got a hard drive somewhere um that's got all of you know quote unquote my music on it yeah um and and some of it is stuff i won't be able to get elsewhere you know i've got uh, i'm a, a big fan of a, a local band here called misty's big adventure um and they are currently 100 percent of my vinyl collection <laughs> um and and you know i've followed them for like <clears throat> the, the the single i was playing yesterday is 19 years old and somewhere like i've got a a live gig recording that i did on a camcorder and i've got their like unreleased stuff that i was told like that you know gareth he doesn't like he doesn't like too many people owning this because i think you know he wasn't delighted with with a lot of the stuff um but you know i've got that somewhere and that's never going to be released anywhere and i you know i want to keep that stuff and so i think the idea of ownership like with with the cds with vinyl um there is obviously, I think, a, a more of a growing need for people to be able to say, "This is mine." <laughs> mm. I think I do think you're right. Like the the NFT market, I've been really getting into it because I, mm. I'm, I, I, mean, I am a massive tech. Like I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to it. Like I am a bit of a nerd. Like I will happily sit and stream, or I'll sit and play games, or I'll sit and watch people streams. And that industry is now getting so much into this NFT stuff. Yeah that I ignored Bitcoin for a long while. I ignored, you know, all of the cryptocurrencies and the alt currencies and all that stuff. I completely ignored it. But now when everyone's talking about NFTs and it's something that sits with me, because like, I'd like to say that in a weird way, like I'm I'm a creative, but in a sense that I do still get someone else to do the actual art, but I come with the idea. I just can't draw. So it's like, so it's like the idea of an NFT fascinates me and when i saw that kaiser chiefs were going to be the first artist to release an album as an nft mm-hmm. i was fascinated i was like what does this mean this the, the, trying to work it out and like understanding nfts a bit more and how to put one on the marketplace and you know because it's going to get massively oversaturated yeah but i think it's going to be it'll settle down yeah yeah i think it'll settle down but i think it'll be in the same respect of oversaturation of the vinyl market mm. so like it's oversaturated the vinyl market, 
but there is still going to be some vinyls that are worth so much more because it's like a first edition Oasis vinyl now in mint condition is going to be worth a lot of money or a sample vinyl that they had from when, you know, um, Oasis came out. If you had one of the first single vinyls on a first release now, you're probably going to be, you're probably going to have something that's quite like uh, economically beneficial for you. So if you, these NFTs, like we, I was looking into releasing one I wanted to get into understanding how to market yeah, and, how to and one and yeah yeah how to how to get it and like you know paying gas fees and how to put it onto the market and how to get it onto the blockchain and all that stuff and it just getting in learning all that I think there is going to be this need of ownership but not of necessarily physical stuff it's going to be a need of ownership in a digital manner it's like this new uh, it's a new wave of thinking like. The Bitcoin stuff's crazy. It baffles me. It blows my it blows my mind how it's got like literally like five years ago you could buy it for like three four hundred quid a Bitcoin. They peaked yesterday at forty thousand. Forty thousand. It's own. It's crazy. But I do think you're right. The ownership stuff. It's coming back. I hope so. Anyway, because. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm always I'm always here. We're always getting stuff sent through or like listening to vinyls or like buying stuff and supporting these up and coming bands and if any of them make it, we've got stuff from like their first releases that we're like we were here at the beginning. Yeah. We've got it. We've got it. Oh definitely. And as 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 a token, like um so I, I, I run uh so my, my day job I run a, a company that, that helps people with podcasts and I made um I made a coin, I made a challenge coin um this year because uh it was it was to send out to people who have who I've worked with from the early days of the company to like a small select few to say like thank you for you know for, for backing me early on and they're getting sent out and I keep one here because I mean it's a fidget thing, but also it's wonderful to have a tangible properly uh yeah something you can you can touch as a representation of a thing you've made you know i can't i can't touch the code that i wrote that that builds my 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 product and my service but i can i can you know touch that coin and be like that's a physical token of the thing i've made or a totem um and and for music to have the same thing uh to, to be able to come back to that to say i can hold this piece of art in my hand um or i've you know i've got this proof of the provenance of this this piece of art and and you know um you can have a copy but we all know that i've got the original and and there is you know there's a record to to say that that's yeah, yeah. That, that has weight to it that's what we're we that's why i always create like um like clothing is like my go-to when it comes to like if we're looking to fund some part of the podcast or like so we're we're, we're releasing a t-shirt that i've designed recently and um we've not announced it or nothing yet but we we essentially got seven bands involved and they are on the back in like an indiana jones theme map oh nice and we've used the indiana jones theme stuff as a logo we got a cartographer to draw it and stuff like that but for me like the whole having it like we're doing t-shirts prints and then the cigarette packet design which is like one of our like it's now our iconic logo we we kind of have made them into stickers so we're selling all these tangible objects but like for me i'd rather try and fund our shit our company down this end by being like hey even though we can't provide like a we're not providing like a massive service we're providing entertainment but 
if you want to support us, like, don't just donate. Like, here's something we've made. Like, if you want to support, like, here's... Here's the thing ton- you can have. Yeah. So, like, the the cigarette packet actually came from a, our first release of a T-shirt um, for our 20th episode. And still having these, like, we did release a black one and a white one. And um, and it had the cigarette packet on the front and, like, a tape with uh, episode 20 on the back. And it was a really cool piece of art that we managed to get done. But still having them... Yeah, I'm gonna like. There's something that I'm gonna make sure I keep forever because they're just a that token. As you were saying, that token of having something is it fascinates me. It blows my mind because like now I've got this. I've got the, it painted on my wall. Like it's it's all such a developed thing that now I can be like, right, I'm gonna keep this. I won't wear it probably loads now because we're releasing more and more and more stuff. Mm-hmm. We're getting more and more designs done. I'm just gonna put it in a box. And when I have kids and stuff like that, I'll bring it back out later and be like, look, 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 how, cool, look how cool this is. Oh, I made this. This is <laughs> it. And they'll probably go, oh, that's that. it's not an NFT though, is it? <laughs> uh, right. So I think, uh, I think it's me. So I'm going to, I didn't think I'd say this, but I'm going to pick the boss. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, with Bruce with with Mr. Springsteen. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've not listened to this album actually. Um, I so I've never been the biggest like not not that I've never been the biggest Springsteen fan. I think it's just I've never really delved that deep into the into the deeper cuts. You know, um, I know about as much to know that like everybody does that born in the USA isn't what Republicans think it's about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that's about the level I'm at. And, and I understand the reverence and, it, and it's interesting that you've got this working class hero who never did a scrap of work in his life, <laughs> yeah. but yet he's this salt of the earth, you know, singing, singing for the everyman. But still, um, what I enjoyed about this album letter to you is he's still, he's still doing that he's still doing that mm. and he's still doing it really well there's enough of um a slight modern edge but it's really at its core it's in the same way that like country music hasn't really changed mm. uh it's 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 got other influences and and there's the sort of um, you know the the that hip hop cr- crossover and the Zach Brown band who are doing interesting things with with country but mm. the core of country music is still country music and his kind of working class like anthem big big bold rock numbers he's still he's still pumping them out and they sound great mm. um it's just a really solid album um yeah. And and the the title track is fantastic. Also, uh, Janie needs a shooter is really good. It's just it's just a really I don't know. It's just like a really solid album. Um, and and it's it's great to see that that he's still doing that. And his voice is still great. Um, I I, I thought it'd go a bit Bob Dylan, but no, it's like he's still he's, still he's, managed yeah, to bow it out. He's still got it. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 pimping I'm pimping the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Springsteen. I, I, I love. I do like Springsteen. I've never been into him huge because it's very American. Yeah, it's a very yeah. American rock and roll. Like I, I, I'm quite a, a more of a, a Brit pop or pop punk. Yep. If I'm gonna go American, I'm probably yep. gonna go pop punk or hip hop. Like they're like yep. my, my genres when it comes to America. So when when Bruce Springsteen's released, it kind of goes under the radar for me. Yeah. I have to admit, but I'll give that. I'm gonna to have to give that one a check out because he is amazing artist. Oh, uh, there's one um, 
Paul McCartney's release last year. Mm-hmm. That's not it's not one of my top five, but it's again one of these old heads that's still creating the music that's like they've been about for years now <laughs> and they're still slapping albums that are sitting like top 10 in the charts number one in the charts like it's still sitting at high levels yeah his his was quite uh fairly reviewed from what i saw um uh, mccartney's which i was quite surprised at because i know he's had some stinkers yeah uh but no that that one apparently is um yeah it's it sounds it sounds all right i've not yeah i've not um, listened to it either yeah, there's, it's crazy how many people are like are still in the scene. Like Morrissey released like his twenty nine thousandth album or whatever he did yep. last year. He yep. like he just churns them out though. Like he just does it because it's a habit now. I think, but he's been cancelled, so you know. Yeah, it's Morrissey. <laughs> he, it's Morrissey. Are we surprised? <laughs> no. Um, no, that was yeah okay. Um, what is your number four then? My number four. I'm going to run with... I've got quite a lot written down and I'm going to pick mm-hmm. oh, on good. the day. Good. So I actually have... I've got... I'm torn because I think... No, I'm going to, for this one, number four, I'm going to pick Bieber Doobie's album. Okay. Fake It Flowers. Right, okay. Bieber Doobie. She's, she's a young artist who's recently like blown up massively. Like massive support from Radio 1. Like huge huge albums like chart topping sort of stuff and it's this soulful yet has this guitar has these guitar riffs that can roughen up some of the edges of the tracks and it's Mm. you know it's got this it's got this 2000s uk rock and roll influence involved in some of the songs but also she's heavily influenced by the people like Billie Eilish or Mm -hmm. your Lana Del Rey's or your more soulful, slower, pour your heart out type of tracks. And that Biba Doobie's Fake It Flowers has been one of the most impressive albums and come-ups of the last year. She's blown everything out of the water for people coming through the scene because it completely takes away that stigma of being this young girl trying to make it in the industry without having to do it in a in the she's done it in the same way that Billie Eilish did in the way of like it's not having to be some sex something sexual it's not having to be something just solely sad it's not something that have to be just solely singing it's something where she can create whatever creativity project she wants to create and it's done so well and it's broken that stigma that maybe it might have had from like when Madonna Britney and all that lot were in the scene and they were kind of, it was quite overly sexualized and this and that. Whereas like Biba Doobie will just sing about being sad in her bedroom, but make a rock and roll tune out of it. Or like be, she'll talk about like her actual life in the same way that like a male vocalist would. And I think that's something that is making leaps and strides in the development of music and the industry, that album. I think it's a real, I think it's a turning point for the industry and especially women in music. I think it's something that's really, really important because it now feels like, a, even though it's not an equal playing field in a sense, like at the moment in the industry, it's still considerably unfair. That Biba Doobie album, just kind of like, I felt like that alone kind of gave it a little bit like, people kind of pricked their ears and were like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> where, These wow. women have something to say. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I feel like there's been so many people where they've gone, what? <laughs> she, she's a woman and making music like this 
<laughs> and I'm like, good on you. Like, I didn't think like that. But I, I, this album, I was like, I, I saw it coming and I thought, yeah, yeah. this is going to be good. But when it came out and it had such a massive reception, I was like, fair play. Uh, <laughs> take my hat off. It's got to be put up there. It's such a brilliant, brilliant album. Fantastic. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna see your Bieber Doobie and I'm going, going to go with, uh, I think it would be pronounced, mm, I don't know, uh, Wakahatcha, Wakahatchi. I actually have no idea. It's wa- wa- or Waxahachi. I thought the the X might be a like a I don't know W A X Ahachi. Um, which uh, it's the album Saint Cloud uh, is the album. Um, this is sort of a country tinged female singer songwriter stuff. Uh, I thought it might might pair nicely. Um, it's a really nice kind of Sunday mid morning listen. I think it's it's one of those. It's like coffee's on the go. Um, maybe you've had a big breakfast. Um, you haven't got anything to do. You pop this album on and you just sit there and, you know, I don't know, read the paper or just sit and watch the vinyl spin or, or whatever. Um, mm. you've got uh, a track like hell, which is, it's sort of, um, it's, it's kind of, you know, nice. It's just nice, nice track, predictably nice kind of, I don't know if it's a single, but it sounds like it'd be a single, but then you've got a track like, um, Arcadelphia, which is a bit more complex uh it, lyrically there's there's more more interesting things going on um it's kind of got a it's one of those albums i don't know if you you're you share this phenomenon but the brian adams song summer of 69 mm. has always and I've, I've chatted with friends about this has always had this idea of making you feel nostalgic for an for a life you've never had yeah like there's something in in some of those those lines like standing on your mother's porch and all these things that just make me feel nostalgic for a life i've never led yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah. and and there's something really to that she um this this artist really captures that uh that vibe really well and this sort of um, uh, kind of americana thing which yeah i I can i can i can sort of take a limited amount of it uh, and this is just the right amount i think yeah um and it's uh, yeah, it's it's just a really not just nice and pleasant, but like there's a you know there's there's soul in there and there's heart in there and mm. um, very very listenable. And so yeah, uh, I've no idea how to pronounce the name Waxahachi. Let's go with that. And the album is Saint Cloud. Yeah, that sounds like that's something that's going to have to go on my list of things to listen to because I've not country's country's my mum's favourite genre like my mum's loves country so like darius rucker and all of that oh yeah yeah all of them like that's the only yeah. one i can remember because <laughs> that's probably he's a good old country boy yeah like that's the only thing that i can that i i can personally enjoy country sometimes be a bit much but that sounds like that perfect mix of like country but has a little, a little bit of a almost modern oh yeah newer sound to it it's like country influence not necessarily country by the sound yeah of it. Definitely. Um, yeah, it, it's, it swings the needle a little bit more towards the sort of soulful singer songwriter pop stuff, but, but you can hear the roots. I think it's, um, I think she's from Arkansas. So like you can hear some of the, some of the twang, but it's not in your face at all. Mm. So yeah. Really, oh, that's really good. lovely. Cool. Uh, let's, let's, let's round it out then. What's number five? Number five. Right. This is the one I'm stuck with. Okay. My number five because Blossom's Foolish Loving Spaces. Mm hmm. Brilliant album. It's amazing. Sports team's newest album as well. Hit number one in the charts as an up-and-coming indie band. So I'm torn between them and Porridge Radio's Every Bad. Ah, okay. Because, so Porridge Radio's Every Bad is a more unique indie listen. Yep. 
sports teams album did masses for the indie music genre in a sense mm-hmm. that they just kind of released it it just spiked like everyone got on the bandwagon everyone jumped in and was like let's all buy it let's see if we can get a number one out of the industry and it happened mm-hmm. and then blossoms it's just a brilliant blossoms album like it's just a good blossoms album like anthemic singer songwriter like synthy pop that can be played to stadiums like it's mm. built for that and it's a brilliant album but i think i think i'm gonna go for my fifth i'm gonna go with i've got to go with blossoms i think just because just because i have this i've i love i love blossoms i have done for a very long while and this album I did play on repeat consistently for the first, like, when it released, for the first, like, month month or two. Yeah. I just played the album over and over again, just continuously, because the tracks were just so, so brilliant. Unsurprisingly, I, I do remain uh, supremely ignorant, but you've, you've, made a, you've made a good case for them. I could, I could, I could go for some, um, some good synth. I'm starting to get back into, not necessarily EDM, but appreciating um stuff that it's a bit more adjacent to that i think um uh, yeah i'm starting to feel like yeah i i could i could get into to stuff that's a bit more synthy um it's very like um if the smiths were made in the 80s and probably be a little bit how i described it in the sense of that sort of synth pop mm-hmm. so it's that real like long synthy chords mm-hmm. alongside like this tom ogden's voice is something that just kind of sits above it and you know, it's not as like weary and draining as maybe the Smiths were, but yeah. it's got this this element of like um it's got an element of of stadium readiness, festival readiness of where you can sing along, bounce around. You're not gonna be mosh into it, but you're gonna bounce around and have a good time. Which I think that and in that album, like it felt like a lot of it came from the heart as well, which is nice. That sounds great. It's been a while since I've been it's been a while since we've all been to a gig. Let's oh, go to a gig. Don't. Don't. <laughs> I've had so many cancelled yeah. and rearranged. Oh. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's been it's 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 been a thing. It really has. Yeah, it's been so tough. Um all right. I am gonna take us home with Fleet Foxes. Okay, cool. Uh, Shaw by Fleet Foxes. Uh, I got into them. I, I kind of dropped off, so I got into them in two thousand and eight. I think with their first album, yeah, and uh, I, I, I just, I just dug it. And and back in the days when I used to listen to music when I was commuting as opposed to podcasts, I remember coming back from. I just have this nice memory of coming back from an interview uh, for a job and listening to uh, was the white Whitewater Hy- Hymnal. I think that was one of the 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 first tracks on the on the album um uh, but just i uh, remember listening to it and just getting l- wrapped up in this lovely autumnal sound um and 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 the lead the lead singer's vocals and and the harmonies i'm a, a big fan of i do love a good vocal harmony and um just these kind of meander slightly meandering melodies that aren't necessarily that predictable um but sort of beautiful and and um kind of bittersweet and and I, I, then um the they i think they had an ep called mykonos which i enjoyed and then i kind of 
jumped off uh and and it, they weren't capturing me as much but then uh their their latest album has got some really nice some really nice uh bits to it there's featherweight has got a, a sort of a, a strange americana vibe which I, I i can appreciate but wouldn't want a whole album um it's a bit more pop tinged now um the the sound is maybe a little bit fuller but then you've got um it's i'm not my i'm not my season um which is like a classic fleet fox's sound it's just like it's it's you know it's it's back to that kind of sound that that i enjoyed with um the the guy on lead vocals just doing his thing and then yeah it's just nice and melodic and um yeah i, I it's it's nice to to have a familiar uh <laughs> a familiar artist again so yeah yeah, yeah i think that stuff we needed as well this last year with 2020 i feel like the albums that were released were all brilliant albums, even though there wasn't many of them. Like, yeah. I feel like most of the albums that was released, like, like Ariana Grande released an album. That mm-hmm. I'm not a massive Ariana Grande fan normally, but I loved this album. Like, I, like I'll happily say, like, I'm, I'll listen to that album and the one before multiple, multiple times because it just was good. It just sounds brilliant. And there's so many artists that are coming out with that familiar familiarity yeah that's the one familiarity right that was it you nailed it Ah! (laughs) that sound that just comes through and it's like it just is almost it reminds you that things are going to be okay again and i think that's that's what i really enjoy about what the industry has been about this last year so this is Elliot, and uh, clearly a man who enjoys his music, um, as as do I. If you know, perhaps I haven't listened to anything new since about two thousand nine. Um, but still, I think I think we uh, we make a good list, so we'll uh, we'll get to that list uh, and combine our um, our picks into a top five in just a bit. Um, so I know it's been a couple of weeks or more since uh, the last episode, and I know this season has been a little bit higgledy piggledy um so i i yeah i'll apologize for that the last few weeks have been rather uh stressful so as i i made an illusion in this episode well i didn't make an illusion i made a flat out mention of the fact that i ran a effectively a software as a service company a company that um made uh, it possible for you to upload your podcast and uh manage all all of that stuff um editing uh the, the the website and all that stuff right so if you've got a podcast and you want to put it on the internet and allow people to hear it then uh, that was the service that i ran now i use the past tense because as of um essentially uh eight days ago from the release of this episode uh that company is uh, has been well. The product has now been sold to the fine folk at Castos, um, who uh, who are now uh, the the new benevolent overlords of Podient, uh, my uh, my company. So um, I am going to be doing other things, which uh, I may talk to you a little bit about in the next episode. But I don't want to uh, burden us too much with all of that. But uh, yeah, so um, over the intervening uh, weeks, it's been really hard to think about anything. Um, creative really you know i've been i've been learning the guitar and that went to that that went to pot um so but i'm finally sort of starting to get uh you know to get back some some semblance of right there are things to do i've got a mounting to-do list uh let's let's uh and and you know not that 
I just need to get this episode out. Like, I, I really want to honour the time that my guests spend with me, you know? And and, and I love the fact that, that we get to sit and have these conversations. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the future of List Envy uh, in the next episode. But for now, I think we should continue the uh, the work that we came here to do and build our top five list of albums of 2020. So now we have the difficult task of um, trying to combine. This is really going to be hard. Mm. Um, trying to combine what we've had. So uh, from you, we had uh, Weird by Youngblood, Girlfriends, self-titled album, uh, JME, Grime MC, uh, Biba Doobie, uh, Fake It Flowers, and then Blossoms, Foolish Loving Spaces. And from me, uh, uh, Run the Jewels, RJ, RTJ4, St. Cloud by Wax Ahachi, uh, Letter to You by the, the Boss, Women in Music Part 3 by Haim, and uh, Shaw by Fleet Foxes. I've had a little go as we've been talking of, of um, trying to come up with a combination. Nice. Uh, a dovetailing, if you will. And uh, I'll, I'll read these to you in reverse order, and you can let me know what you think at the end and see, see what we need to change or, or, or whatever. So... Um, from five to one, I've gone uh, Women in Music, part three, uh, Grime MC, Girlfriends, RTJ4, uh, and then Youngblood at number one. Um, what are your thoughts? How does that, how does that, how does that strike you? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty good. I think I'd probably take, oh, that is, that does sound really good actually, because I think for Girlfriends for me is one of them albums that like I listen to a lot. Sure. So I don't know whether if we're doing like the the best like the best five albums of 2020. Well, we are we are the deciding panel, so true, true. Know. I think if we take what girl, we say goes. I think we take girlfriends out and put Bieber Doobie in. Okay, would be I think my my one change to that just because girlfriends is an album that I think is very niche to like me loving it. It's a really sure. like I wouldn't say it was the best album of 2020. But it was my favourite album of 2020, would be like how I'd describe it. But Youngblood, Weird, and then Run the Jewels, second, I think is... Them, that top two, I think, is right in, right in line with where it needs to be. Fantastic. So here we go. So from five to one, Women in Music, Grime MC, Fake It Flowers, RTJ4, and then Weird. Um, Elliot Farrer, do you consent to this list? I consent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there any... Honourable mentions, anything that well, it's. I mean, it, you, you've already you've already come up with some uh, that that didn't make the list. Uh, we demand parachutes. Sounds sounds fantastic. Oh, we demand parachutes. Like they were, they're, yeah. they're only, they've only released three singles, but they are right. good. They are. Very I'm looking forward good. to that. Checking um, them out. Uh, who else? I think working men working men's club self title album mm-hmm. needs a needs an honourable mention that didn't make the cut. And Dream Nails self title album Dream Nails. That's that's like punk as you get like female led punk that's just like talking about like uh, it's just heavy in your face like you, you you love you love women but you don't actually love women sort of music do you know what I mean it's that like Ooh, oh okay. it's like really taking on misogynistic values yeah. and just like showing them the door and as they're showing them the door they've kicked their head in on the way out like <laughs> that's what yes. and I love it I love that from them and I think that album you know they've got tracks like uh, some of their tracks are called I think one of their tracks is called Vagina Police 2.0 <laughs> um, like it's uh, we used we put a track into the playlist, um, Chirps Degree Burns, mm-hmm. 
uh, which essentially is about like a, <laughs> a great someone that's not texting you back, but it's like. <laughs> It, oh, it, as a band, I've, I haven't heard the word chirps in ages. Oh no, yeah, chirps degree burns. He chirps in. Yeah, um, kiss my fist was another one. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, text me back, chirps degree burns. Brilliant. Uh, and then one of the, uh, uh, women and non-violent people to the front, which was a skit. Um, they've got like a, they've got a few skits in it, which wow, makes bringing that back, which. I love like they've got yeah. these things where like skits within their album like the whole way through there's like an affirmation skit at the start and then a do you want to go to work skit and it's almost between every few tracks they've got this these like random skits within it and it's yeah that's a dream now self-titled album came out last year that's good very good uh okay so tell me uh, tell me please uh Elliot tell me about the scratch record podcast the Scratch Record podcast is a collective of myself and my co-host Joe, and we have a small team around us of cameramen and designers and stuff like that that we get involved that are close friends of ours. But essentially, what we try and do, what we're trying to do, is close the gap between the creators and the consumers of up and coming alternative and indie rock and roll. So, and alt-pop and the alternative genre and the indie genre, we're trying to take these artists and almost just give them to the people that will like them, essentially. Nice. And we run a podcast at the moment, is like our main outlet of content, which we interview up-and-coming artists and show them to the world of the personality, which is not the mainstream, not like mainstream media. Mm-hmm. because we feel that mainstream media is so planned, it's so orchestrated, it's so weary conversation sometimes. <laughs> like, So essentially what we try and do is make it fun, make it like you're sat in the pub with the artist that we're interviewing and just have a good chat. So yeah, so we're literally closing that gap, building a platform for the people to be able to find the best up-and-coming music in the genre at the moment. Fantastic. So where can people uh, check out the podcast and, and follow you and your work? So the podcast is on everything. We're, <laughs> we're on Spotify, Apple, Pocket Cast, Google Cast, all of the main podcast providers. So if you want to go check the podcast out, make sure you follow it and put the notifications on for when we post. We post every Tuesday. Nice. And we have some major interviews coming and we have a website, www.tsrp.co.uk, which you can buy our merchandise and as well, you can check the podcast out through there. We're on YouTube, we're on TikTok, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Inst- we're on every social media platform at the SR Podcast. You are unavoidable. Yeah, we are everywhere, everywhere at Love the it. SR Podcast. Just come find us and like... Shout us if you need a new artist to listen to, because we'll tell you one. Oh, superb. Uh, what an offer. Well, um, Elliot, this has been uh, an absolute pleasure. Um, the, the time is the time has flown by. Uh, I can't believe it's been in uh, over an hour. Wow. Um, 
I know. Uh, this has been wonderful. Thank you. I always feel when it comes to music things, like I know what I like and I like what I know. Mm. <laughs> and so uh, I always feel a little bit intimidated when I get proper music guests on because I'm like, I don't know if I qualify. <laughs> oh, mate, everyone qualifies. If you like, I don't play instruments. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like I've, I've, I used to play when I was a child, but I'm not, you know, I'm not musically talented. I just know that I like good music. So essentially, when I find good music, I like showing people and everyone has that in them. I just think that people need to realise that like, you listen to what you listen to. Don't be scared of what anyone else thinks about what you listen to. Just listen to who you enjoy and it makes you qualified to talk about it. I run a podcast that's got a decent enough platform and I can't play a guitar. So like, I mean, like I'm, not the, I'm not the most qualified person in the world. Nor can I, but I'm doing grade four now. <laughs> see, you're, you've got, I see you've got a piano. Is that a keyboard stand in the background as yeah, well? Yeah, there's a keyboard stand. There's a, there's a piano in the living room because I, I, um, I, I was a, uh, I, yeah, I, I did, I did my, uh, I did my stint. Um, I got up to grade six, I think, on the piano. And, and I love I love playing the piano. But um, last year, as lockdown hit, actually, it was before lockdown. I was like, I, sh- I want to learn the guitar. It's about time. I've tried for ye- I've tried for like decades. I get so far in and then I'm just like, ah, forget yeah. it. Um, and and I've, I've given it a solid year so far. So I'm now getting ready to, to take my first exam. Um, See, you're more, I don't qual- know when that'll be, you're more yeah, qualified than me in music. <laughs> I've got, I think I've got like grade two in the cello and that's about all I've oh, got. <laughs> I mean, nice. That's, that's, that's a proper, that's a proper instrument. Do you follow Tamara Ginsberg? No, I don't follow Tamara Ginsberg. It's worth it. She's worth a follow. She's a, she's a cellist who, um, she records herself playing like eight, eight different parts uh, and she'll take it she'll take like a piece of video game music or a a score from a film and she'll do a cello version of it um and they're fantastic that's great she's really good i love that she's she's a high high quality follower yeah i'll give that a check out because i I love some of them people that are like a a band called deco at the minute if you're on twitter you will have seen and we've literally just done a podcast with them which will when this comes out, we'll be out. So if you, Deco, go listen to it. Um, uh, <laughs> so we've just done an interview with Deco and they've recently blown up because they've done that ones with like lots of different segments and building a song, but they've been yeah. doing, um, eighties crossovers and mashups. So yeah. they did a Wonderwall mashup with, I think it was Simple Minds and they did, they've done like a Britney Spears mashup with, oh, I can't think who it was, but they've done loads of like mashups of like eighties tracks and then a more modern track. And it's like, eight, oh, it's so good. And they've been doing these mashups and it's like blowing them out of water. This, the Wonderwall one, Liam Gallagher reposted it on TikTok and like blew it up. They were on BBC News. They were on Talk Sport, all t- chatting about this mashup that they've done. And it nice. like, it was crazy, but they did it all separately on lockdown and then like built the track together yeah. In these little videos, I find that that oh, that's it's ace. so engaging when there's so many different elements going on like that. Well, I've, I've got some some homework, and I think the listener has too. Uh, links are, in, uh, of course, in the show notes for for everything that we've talked about because there's there's lots of good stuff there. So, um, Elliot, thank you for um, for for joining me this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved yeah, it. I've really enjoyed it. Where can we find this? When can we find this? Where will, where will it be? This podcast. It'll be at listenvypod.com. Listenvypod.com. Nice.